We're live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. To the whole continent of North America <laughs> as we stand. Now, yeah, welcome uh, everyone to another episode of New House, Same Address. Yeah. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, share this with your friends and family. Uh, I believe we give helpful and insightful tips, tricks, all about the uh, remodeling Opinion. business. Opinions. I like yeah. opinions. Onions and other things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. uh, welcome back. Eric and Karis to the show. Howdy. How are you doing? Good. We're in a new spot. We are in a new spot. <laughs> yes. We how, are. Is, how is it so far? Um, well, I hear it's echoey. It is a little echoey. So we'll see. We apologize in advance, viewers. Yeah. So, we moved here just out of convenience sake. This is in our little conference room. So uh, instead of our other studio, uh, <laughs> trying to uh, make it easier for us to hop on and do a podcast when we have a minute, instead of like making a whole big day out of it. Right. So yeah, for sure. Karis, I have random opinions during the day. I could just hop in here and video something and throw it up if I think about something. I'll do that. Really? No, not really. Oh. But you know, I yeah. got excited. I was like, well, cool. I mean, I think we should. I think you could. We could. Well, if you now did, you could actually do it with your iPhone. Green screen. Oh, that's true. I should get a green screen. We should get a big green screen, and then we could have like an even bigger bathroom behind us. Hmm. Yeah. Right. It might that's look a weird, though, if we were all sitting in a bathroom talking. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, question of the day. What are you thankful for? It's Thanksgiving season. That's coming up Thursday. It is, yeah. Uh, right around the corner. Um, maybe we should put some parameters around it. Such what as? It, well, like, can't be like the default. I'm thankful, thankful for my family. Thankful for my family. Life. Yeah. I'm not dead. I mean, those are all. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you can't say cliche, essentially. Hmm. Um. According Let's to happiness this. studies, you should say something that's, that makes you happier. You're grateful for in the last three days. Okay, I can see that. I was going to say something that you're grateful for, thankful for, that is unique and gets the other person going, wow, I've never really thought about that. That is a good thing to be thankful for. It makes the other person be like, I've never thought about that. I should be thankful for that. Mm. So something unique in that sense. And so you're going to put us on the spot and ask us to give that answer within right the now. next few seconds, but <laughs> also has to be unique and not thought of before and no one else would think of it. No, not saying no one else would think of it, but I don't know. Just something that, you know, someone wouldn't have thought about. They're just like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's a good point. I never, you know. Well, I'm grateful that I figured out how to make it rain. <laughs> if, if I blow dry my hair, it's going to rain. That, it was proven again this week. Hmm. Instead of letting it air dry. Oh, I see. So you're correlating you blow drying your hair with the weather patterns outside? Yes. Okay, just want to clarify. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Why are you thankful for that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I figured out how to make it rain. If we need rain, I'll just go blow dry my hair. That's, you know. <laughs> you told me to come up with something unique. Neither one of y'all are going to have that. Uh, yeah, you're right about That's that. That's true. <clears throat> hmm. I, well, I'm going to have a real let my one. my hair air dry, <laughs> and I blew dry it the other day because I was like, I'm going to see if I can make it look better, and it rained. Who's to say that you're not just blow drying it before you know it's going to rain? 
Well, I don't ever look at the weather <laughs> before I get to work. You can't prove that. <laughs> That's mm. the problem. Mm. It has to be repeatable for it to be proven. I'll try scientifically again later on this week. <laughs> it's just like any other law, really. Right. Yeah, <laughs> scientific law. <clears throat> Seriously, though, I'll, I'll y'all go first, and then I'll think of something real. Think about this: um, just cars, cars. Yeah, the, just the, cars. The ability to get around. They're air conditioned, heat mm-hmm. cooled. They have glass, protective glass, body frame. Like, yeah. Okay. And no one else is going to be thankful for their car. Well, and I'm not saying that no one else is thankful, but they're not thinking, oh, you know, they just take it for granted. It's something that someone takes on the for granted. Well, it's something you're always ungrateful for if yeah. it breaks down, mm-hmm. if it quits working or if there's a problem. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah. I get that. For sure. But I mean, could be on horseback. Could be walking. Yeah. Well, in that case, then I'm <laughs> grateful for indoor it, plumbing. It, it, there's more human history of people walking, running, and horseback riding than cars. And outdoor That's plumbing. Very true. Yeah. And if those just went away today, people would freak out. I'm telling you, they'd <laughs> yeah. be done for. That is true. So that's what I'm thankful for. Mm. Just a vehicle. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yours? Books. Horseback riding. <laughs> <laughs> walking. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Books, yeah. So specifically, what genre? Um, well, books have become pretty impactful in my life over the last two years, two and a half years, I think. Okay. So prior to that, I didn't really read much. You know, not not set aside time to read a book, any type of book really. I'd read some on vacation, maybe, but um, this past year, um, trying to read two books a month, so. I'm well ahead of that, so I'm I'm glad to be able to hit that goal. But yeah, okay, a lot of books, mostly business books okay. at this point gotcha. in my life. But um, mm-hmm. some history, so nice, very cool. Yeah, I think that's something people might not think of in the back of their head, take it a little for granted. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that I think books are definitely still a huge thing, huge hobby mm-hmm. for sure. But, well, you know, they say to be a success, you have to be around what is it, five people that yeah. smarter than you or mm-hmm. um, or headed in the same direction so a lot of that i put you know my group as it were is people that i read because i don't necessarily yeah. have mentors or anything you know th- of that number at least in my life so that are physically I, close by for sure yeah yeah and not that i can ask questions of an author that has been dead for you know 50 years but the um you're still surrounding yourself with people that may be like-minded or have bigger goals than you do and right. kind of stretch your thoughts and ideas. Okay. Well, good deal. When I was growing up, I think it was around, I don't know, junior high, middle school, maybe high school. That's when the, uh, like five years ago. <laughs> burn. Um, <laughs> that actually is more of a burn on me, you know, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Like when Audible started mm-hmm. coming out, mm-hmm. audiobooks or uh, the Kindle. Mm-hmm. Remember yep. when that got big? Yeah. A lot of people thought that was going to take over. I don't think that's the case. I think people prefer the paperback. I still prefer paper. Yeah. A lot of people I do. I prefer paper, but I will say this it's a lot easier to read at night, which is when most of my reading is on a Kindle. Because if I tried to fall asleep with a book, I always just dropped it on my face. And the Kindle, oh. I can just prop it up. You would read it till you fell asleep, like literally. Yes. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Every night for years and years and years. Never done that. I think it's kind of like, um, so some people can read just like on the go. Like if they're, yeah, I don't know, if you are living in a place where you're riding a taxi or on a train, you know, you have a lot of time, you just can't really do anything, so they just read. Um, I, I have to have it quiet <laughs> and like, you know, still and like for me to comprehend because I, I read more like trying to understand or comprehend what I'm reading. And it's harder for me if there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. So. Right. You uh, can't do anything. Like when you say silent, you mean silent? It's pretty quiet. Like that pretty time quiet. Of day. Well, yeah. Like if there were. What I mean is like you're not doing just like even a little bit of music. Nothing. Mm-mm. Not really. Nope. No. I mean, there's probably a little bit of ambiance. Someone in the kitchen or hear something every now and then. Nothing. Not that time of morning. No, I'm by myself. Oh, <laughs> so. that early. But yeah, no, so. some people are, are very different. They can, I read at night. They can read, um, <clears throat> like, I think the younger generation, they play music while they're studying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how that happens. Like, I do two, that. Two things going on at the same time. I can't focus. So um, props to them to be able to do that, but I can't. I do that. <clears throat> Used to a lot. Mm-hmm. No, and he can't read business books at night either. I can't read business books at night, period. Like, I'd, just, I'd never go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So. so, the best type of, well, I shouldn't say the best. Like, I, I know what I'm talking about. What I've been told uh, when I went to school, and I have a couple of friends who can testify to this, mm-hmm. of um, studying music-wise. Mm-hmm. Supposed to study the best that helps you concentrate is actually atonal mm-hmm. music. What does that mean? So most music is tonal, like your classic, like Beethoven, Mozart. It has a tone, like it has a pattern scale and everything like that. Atonal. It's written to be like, not. it's not necessarily, and correct me if I'm wrong out there, but not necessarily chromatic, but it is in the sense of like, it doesn't follow any pattern. Like, like jazz? Well, no, because even in jazz, you can still kind of feel like a home, like on this, this, the scale of voicing like do, you can still kind of find it and feel it as an atonal. You're not supposed to have any at all. Mm. You should, and your head should not be able to find it if it's written correctly. You should be able to find a pattern basically in a, yeah. a rhythm. And then that, and it's just music. So that helps you focus on the reading more, but also, I don't know, could be wrong. Well, I actually had a similar conversation with someone recently. Okay. About atonal music. I've never even heard that, that term before. That just sounds miserable to me. It is. I don't like it. If I'm doing something, I'm studying, and I need, and I'll put on background music. I'll. It has to be in like Italian or Spanish, so I can't yeah. sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into something about bathrooms or kitchens. I, mean, I am grateful for bathrooms. That's true. Indoor plumbing. It is. Indoor plumbing. Yeah. yeah. People take that for one. We could we have an outhouse. Have it, we wouldn't be in business. Yeah. Well, we could be building outhouses. I mean, that is true. Digging holes. So how much do y'all crap a year? <laughs> That's going to determine the size of this hole, how deep we need to return. How many people are using this uh, hole? <laughs> how many seats do you want to have? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We went, we went, yeah. went hiking a couple weeks ago. We drove past an old church deep in the mountains, and there were two outhouses yeah. in the back. Yeah, that yeah. was interesting. It had been there a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still places in the world where they just have holes in the floor. It's all open. They don't do stalls. Like a lot of people from other countries come here and they're like, you guys are weird. You guys have like dividing stalls in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I guess we like our privacy over here. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't bother me. 
let's change this up. <laughs> let's talk about remodeling bathrooms. <clears throat> Y'all are gross. So, what has been the, um, Eric, in your experience, because I know that you have been doing remodeling for a really long time. Thank you. A really, really long time, <laughs> folks. Like, yeah, almost Benjamin 70 years, right? And I, back in the day. Did <laughs> Just, you say 70 years? Yeah, I did. Just Older kidding. than you, but not that old. That long. So, um, I'm twice as old as you are. Literally? Yeah. Oh, nice. Right now. <laughs> um, so when it comes to remodeling, what has been, um, I guess, say, your biggest learning curve in the actual construction process that maybe you could warn someone in the future? In our audience now, curve. yeah. So like, there's a there's sometimes I'm getting into a uh, presentation or talking with some clients or like, mm-hmm. you know, and it hasn't been very many people, but they're always wondering. You know, they do kind of get the idea that construction is an unknown world, and things can happen. What if I pull something up? What is the unforeseeable things that is sort of foreseeable, such as like mold growing or anything like that? Mm-hmm. So what's an issue that you've encountered that you think you uh, had the biggest learning curve, and that's and in return, how does this company, our company, kind of deal with that issue? Mm, that's a pretty uh, deep question. Because learning curve and like unforeseen issues aren't necessarily the same. Well, if you see the unforeseen issues multiple times, obviously that, that would be your learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm expecting this because I've done this for so long, and that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, sometimes that's hard for things to come to mind because it just – if you've done it so many times, it's almost common. It's not like, oh, this is this surprised me this time. Yeah. Um, I am still so. With that being said, there's always things that even today are. Oh, they did that. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's still things you find that are shocking. That. Um, you can't understand what they were thinking of when they did it. I mean, just like a couple of weeks ago, we demoed a shower that was causing some mold problems with the owners. Uh, they could tell there was just something wrong and there was no waterproofing in the towel shower. And so the water's just sitting there and <clears throat> it's things like that. Even in, I mean, the house was less than five years old. Like how did that get passed by? Like yeah. who still does that anymore? So yeah. Um, I can't think of a specific answer for that question, but, um, I know you've run into it before you open up a wall and realize it's like galvanized pipe. Uh, Usually you would know that if you could see the pipe before you Mm -hmm. started the job, but what pipe like galvanized pipe? for what, what are you talking about? What kind of pipe? There was a period of time where they used galvanized metal pipe for their water lines. Yeah. So interesting. 60s, 70s. Um, they rust inside. Yeah, they do rust. Yeah, and which great. clogs up all your fixtures and yeah, tastes so good. It'll be done. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not for healthy sure. for you. Really? <clears throat> I drink it all the time. I'm doing just good. Just good. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's a situation when you run into galvanized pipe. <clears throat> unless you're going to repipe the whole house, you've got to take it back <clears throat> to a fitting where you can convert it to a more modern, right? You know, copper or PEX, something like that. But that's always a challenge okay you never can know how far you have to go with it and especially if it's 
Most of the time they didn't run it under a slab, but I have seen it where they did. Yeah. Well, I think the solution now when it comes to that waterproofing issue, a lot of the stuff that we discover, um, theoretically, if your shower is working perfectly, um, it should be completely dry behind that area where yeah. nothing ever gets touched or anything like that. And the new uh, materials that are now in the market, specifically the ones that we use, Mm-hmm. do that perfectly they themselves are waterproof mm-hmm. so you don't need a waterproofing system i think that's a huge hurdle that we have overcome that um at least in this business uh, i think the uh, market is going towards yeah and so we're going to continue to uh, i think your tile showers people. are going to be phasing out <clears throat> yeah we're going to have because that's like a lot of our work yeah <clears throat> so i mean one of the things we say around here is 100 percent of the water down the drain, 100% of the time. That's right. Whereas, you know, the (laughs) towel showers, even ones that are being installed today, a lot of them penetrate through the grout, through the mud bed, and just sit at the bottom. Yes. Until it either dries out or... Which means you don't use it for a very long time. Yeah. Right. So if it's done properly, it's going to be less of an issue. Right. Um, But But would you rather have, you know, 96% of an issue or... Not in, non-issue, I mean. <clears throat> yeah, any, any water yeah. that just sits there over time is going to create problems. So, yeah. And some people are more sensitive to it than others. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So um, here's one for you. What you got? Since this is kind of just random. What's uh? Yeah, what in the world are we going to label this episode? I'll figure Happy out Happy Thanksgiving. Happy oh. Thanksgiving, everybody. Okay. Yeah. And all of our random thoughts. We're still, yeah, and we're so. I wouldn't call them random. I mean, we still need to focus on the the company and stuff like that. Talking about because I also want to get into a little bit of like how you guys figured out that it would be good to implement a sales system. We can talk about okay, that later. Let's go there. We can. But what was your question? I'm excited. I was. What is a Thanksgiving tradition that you look forward to or that you remember? Mm-hmm. Cranberry sauce. Really? I. Oh my gosh! That and pumpkin pie. Do you like like homemade cranberry sauce? I would or rather like the, it that or way. the canned. I have to do that because I, me and my wife are not experienced enough bakers slash cookers, whatever. I mean, I don't know what you do cranberry sauce. You cook <laughs> cranberry sauce? I don't know. Yes. Um, you do. I mean, I don't know how. Yeah. Um, you like I, the kind I, you I, just open the can and it's just. A I don't like that kind, but that's the kind I eat because I don't know how to do it. It my 12-year-old said he only wants the canned kind because that's the best kind. And I'm like, you have no idea what good cranberry sauce tastes yeah. like. No, well, I'd rather almost everything I eat be homemade from scratch because it's yeah. always better. Yeah. You spice it your For way, sure. you know, and everything <clears throat> like that. But the can is fine, um, you know. Mm-hmm. So I usually just take it out of the can. I don't even split it up or cut it up. <laughs> just eat shake. <laughs> I mean, it has ridges you can slice, you know. I used to, the ridges in the can, they were where you sliced it. Before you put it on a little plate and yeah, put it on the <clears throat> buffet. So cranberry sauce. Well, that's just a food. Uh, Tradition-wise, there's really not any special um, thing that we do per se on the day of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, we always go you know here or we always do this. No, um, it's really more about getting together and being intentional with your time as a family. Uh, so as long as we get together, I think everyone has a really good time because they're just uh, really hmm. intentional about their conversations and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that's good enough for the year, plus all the other holidays. I mean, to us, Christmas is more important than Thanksgiving. I'm not saying that Thanksgiving isn't. I would say Thanksgiving is like definitely in the top three. But, yeah, it's a good time to get everyone together 
and um, but tradition wise, yeah, there's never like movies or going to parks or doing this, that, or the other. So at least for us, but mm -hmm. that's a dish I pretty much will have every year is cranberry sauce. Uh, that um, me and my wife uh, get our own pumpkin pies and eat them. Yeah, a piece. You have one. She has one. Yes, we like it that. Do much. you make them or you buy them? We're going to make our first one this year. Okay. Oh, so. I can send my twelve year old over to teach you how. He knows how. Does a good job too. <laughs> Anyways, so do, uh, you, do you only eat the cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving? You don't eat it any no, other time not of the really. year. Yeah, just, just Thanksgiving. Special treat, huh? Yeah, that and stuffing. I pretty much like a Thanksgiving dinner all around, but mm. um, and I don't mean to say like pumpkin pie and cranberry sauce. Just like I like sweet stuff, but uh, stuffing for mm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I do not like turkey. I'm not doing a turkey. I don't like turkey either. We had one this week. At a friend's giving, I yeah. was like, I think I might change my mind. If I had smoked turkey, it'd be different. But every turkey I've seen to have growing up was just dry. Mm -hmm. You have to lather it in like honey mustard or something <laughs> just to swallow no, it. This, I'm one, like, <laughs> this one had been smoked. It had been spatchcocked and then smoked. And it was amazing. Yeah. yeah it was, he did a good job yeah. on that one. Yeah, so I shouldn't sure. say I don't like turkey because, I, I mean, we eat turkey meat all the time. There's just not a turkey like yeah. for Thanksgiving. Well, it seems like the deli sliced turkey is a bit different than yeah or ground turkey we eat a lot of ground turkey yeah yeah, yeah so. we do too. anyhow uh what about you thanksgiving traditions what are you guys gonna do this thursday besides um, an old-fashioned or two we we asked the kids kind of what they're what they wanted for food yeah we've so. given up on making something that nobody likes we're gonna only make our favorite foods we started doing that a couple years ago yeah so we're gonna smoke a ham Okay. And some ribs. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Uh, Mac and cheese. They sweet want. potato souffle. Souffle. Which is, <laughs> <He> uh, says. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel fancy to say that word. Yeah. Um, and my mom makes one that, it's like dessert, really. It's got like sweet potatoes and marshmallows. And mar marshmallows. Yeah. That's right. yeah. I love that dish. So the kids were like, we want it like Grammy <laughs> makes it. So that's uh. That's one thing. And then what else are we doing? They wanted uh, Texas Roadhouse rolls, oh, like yes. the dupe recipe that I use. They want, they want That's those. Awesome. <laughs> um, All with, the good with for you the stuff. cinnamon butter. I have to make the cinnamon butter too. And yeah. they told me to make extra because they want to eat them for several days. That's right. Um, Very cool. And then for dessert, we're going to try a new cheesecake recipe this year. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, well, that'll be fun. Well, Eric couldn't decide if he wanted cheesecake or pecan pie, and so we settled for a pecan pie cheesecake. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Lot. Yeah. You like pecan pie? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. Um, anyhow, moving on. This but the, our, our biggest celebration on Thanksgiving is, is also the date we got engaged. So we always like to, on I like to go for a walk in the woods because it reminds me of our... Mm. What well, was the twenty second, which is which this year is on Wednesday, but today, yeah, right? Potato, no. potato. Oh, it's tomorrow. Not today. Yeah. But the first one was Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Decades ago. So you guys got engaged <laughs> on the twenty second? Yes. Mm -hmm. I got engaged on the twentieth. Of November? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. A lot of years ago. I don't know how many. Something like that. <laughs> I got married in twenty one, I think. You think? I think. I have to check my chest, but. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's on my chest. You carved it onto your chest, huh? Yeah. It's my. It's the family name, the date we got um, married, 
And uh, a quote we always say to each other, I love you more. Hmm. Nice. It's right Aww. here. Looks really good when I'm bench pressing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, back into the business side. So um, I think there's a critical moment that there's a lot of small businesses that need to make this jump if they really want to be the rainmakers of the world in their area i would say after you know doing a little bit more research about it but when did y'all really know and decide that you guys needed to implement some sort of sales system and i and we've had a previous episode on that we're talking about the you know the the context of that word and how it makes Mm -hmm. you kind of jitter inside but you know just you know so we've already talked about that but i want to ask you guys when did you guys know that you guys needed to implement at least a consulting sort of side of the business yeah well i think one of the biggest challenges if you start a business is um, usually the entrepreneur or the person that starts the business does the sales, right? Yeah. And they're pretty good at it because that's why uh, they've been able to grow a business. Um, so one of the main reasons is you want to replace yourself where, you know, in my case, I wouldn't have to go to all the sales appointments. And so in order to do that, either I have to create a system of, how I explain the way I sell Mm -hmm. or we adopt a system that is taught by someone else. It's easier to just plug and play. Yeah. Um, So that's the main reason. Um, And to have consistency in the experience, you know, customer experience and to make sure we are meeting everyone's needs uh, and doing our job then we have to have a systematic approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, plus after you've done five sales appointments, like so yesterday you had four appointments. That was a lot in one day. Yeah. Granted, sorry about that. Um, Loved it. But if you have four appointments in one day or you have multiple appointments in a day, if you don't have a system you're using and following, then you can say something in the first appointment, and by the time you get to the third appointment, you're like, did I say that? do I need to say that again or did I already say it? And you can't remember between your previous appointments if you said it to the customer number one or if you've already said it to customer number three, do you need to go back? You start forgetting pieces because it's it gets kind of jumbled together in your brain if you've had right. multiple appointments. So having a system that you follow keeps the information consistent from client to client so that way they're all getting the right information and you're not skipping over important parts on one appointment because you did it the last time yeah mm-hmm. for sure and, and part of the system is we don't want to sell people anything they don't want or don't need yeah right so if we go through the steps with them first is trying to figure out what they need yeah mm-hmm. and then we can present to them our the solution. solution for it yeah <clears throat> and makes I mean, itself pretty apparent yeah, it's, it's soon. not a I mean uh how do you say manipulative process it's hard for me to say yeah it's not that type of process it's just a process so that we can get through everything that we need to, to for they for them to have the information that they need. Yeah, I think for sure, definitely in our system that we use, there's a there's a lot of a good balance of, um, and you know people may see it this way, um, but I, I certainly don't. As as you said, it's not manipulative. It's hard for me to say it too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not even trying to. Um, do word tricks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, we're business and we like to do business with people and we're trying to grow the business, which that 
takes money that takes profit. It's just part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, and everyone knows that. So I don't want anyone to feel like we're trying to undercut them. Of course, like we have to take a little bit of the sliver for ourselves, mm-hmm. but we're okay doing that because we know what kind of value we bring to the table yeah. with all of our warranties, our interest, like we're fully qualified. And that was something I was thinking about, you know, um, for any businesses or small businesses that don't have a sales system or don't have a salesperson or anything like that, um, you're losing out. Mm-hmm. And part and part of the reason is because um, sales is not really, you know, about presenting a product and getting money. It's about transferring value that you already know that you have. Mm-hmm. It's transferring it in a way that is and communicating it in a way that makes it more apparent to the customer that this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. that comes a lot of extra steps and stuff like that. But I just think, you know, for example, if you had three guys come by, quote you, I don't know, Windows, they didn't say a word to you. Let's just say they just came up. They said, hey, my name is, I'm here to call your windows. They immediately turned around, started measuring, just did the windows, yep. and then wrote something on a piece of paper and handed it to you. All the th- And all the three quotes that you got, if that was the exact same each time, they're going to be different numbers. Mm-hmm. And without any value being transferred to the customer, you have no idea what you're getting into. Yep. You're just going to go with the lowest one. You don't even know what you're getting. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, yeah our <clears throat> approach is definitely... Um, we know we're good at what we do and we're here to help. And if you need our help, then we want to make sure that we're on the same page as far as what that means. Right. Like this is what we need from you. This is what you need from us. And, um, if it's not a good fit, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're we're not going to be a good fit for everyone. Right. Um, but the whole idea of a sales system is like you said, is to build value that, here's all the things we're going to offer to you for this price. And that way you have all the information that you need to make a good decision. Um, And if maybe the things we offer is not what you're looking for, you know, that's, that's cool. We understand that. Mm -hmm. So that that's the whole part of the system is just making sure we can provide you because it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And you're going to live in the home and see it every day. So take the time, make sure, you're actually getting what you want and that's what our system does for sure well i think it's important to to note too that our system our sales system starts before long before you get to someone's home Mm -hmm. like we have a process when someone calls in or sends in a request online that i usually ask them a couple of questions before i put them on the calendar and then when they get a, a um appointment reminder it comes with our guide for bathrooms and kitchens so that way, I always encourage people, I'm like, it may just put you to sleep, but it's going to help you understand what we're offering. So you'll have good questions for Justin when he gets there. Yeah. Or you'll, um, you'll have a better understanding of the product. And so if someone takes the time to read that, they'll have a lot deeper understanding of what mm-hmm. you're offering too. So even though you're going you're gonna to give them an overview, I mean, part of that system is them having information ahead of time so they can be familiar with what options are available to make sure they're, if they're getting multiple estimates, particularly that they're comparing the right value with the the right value. Right. Is it really apples to apples? (laughs) Usually not. Most often not. Yeah. Usually not. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Karis, what do you think is the, uh, the best looking jewelry in a bathroom (laughs) as you would say? Oh. Jewelry, as in like, what would you say? Hardware, um, plumbing fixtures, the, the door, faucet. the sink faucet. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. Or that would be okay, one of Okay, the... so it depends. If you're going to use a shower door, like a clear glass shower door, um, I like for the bath faucet and the, the sink faucet to be at least the same finish. Um, if what about your towel bar, toilet paper holder? Those aren't even used. The kids just dump the toilet paper on the floor. Um, if it has toilet paper. <laughs> Who didn't refill the toilet paper? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It depends on how visible it is. Okay. That I'm, I mean, if I'm going to redo everything, it's all going to match because I think that's important. Yeah. But <clears throat> I have occasionally replaced them without them matching if I couldn't find one that matched. Right. Mm. Um, but that, it does bother me. I'm not going to say it doesn't bother me, but um, I think the sink, it depends on how your bathroom is set up, but if you're going to use a clear glass door, then of course the, the hardware in the shower makes a big difference. Um, but the sink faucet, you, a lot of times is a focal point when you enter a lot of bathrooms, like the sink is your main focus. Um, and so you generally try to make that attractive. Okay. Hmm. It's just a design principle. Like when you do a bedroom, like you want to make, when you walk in the door, you want there to be something pretty to look at. So usually yeah. people have their bed done nicely. Yeah. Or when you walk in the front door of a house, like either the fireplace or a seating area or something, there's a focal point when you enter. Right. So okay. wherever the bathroom is designed, like what the focal point is when you enter the bathroom is what yeah. usually I would try to make very attractive. Okay. I would say the shower door for sure. And I'm really weird. Mine have All my hardware has to match. I won't buy it unless I can find it. Well, the finish has to match. That's what I mean. No, I mean on the toilet paper holder, the towel hook, the towel bar, the oh, sink well, faucets, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Shower head. So we chose black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we're going with. So that's what the hardware on our shower door will be, for sure. Mm-hmm. Our window's already frosted. I don't care about the, the glass on the shower door being frosted. In fact, I'd rather have it clear. That way people can see it. And me. Yeah. <laughs> In it. <laughs> JK. <laughs> JK. Um, okay. Any other brain busters? <laughs> that was a hard one. Yeah. No. Um, the shower think, doors are important. I mean. Do you guys have a shower seat? No. In your shower? You guys haven't remodeled yours yet. No, Don't man. tell anyone that. Why not? <laughs> They're too well, busy running this company. Well, getting I you did, guys remodeled. I much did. That, yeah. We purposely bought a house <clears throat> that did not need a ton of work when we moved here because we, we knew what we always do is if we're not working on Saturday, we're like, hmm, what can we tear up and fix? And so all yeah. of it, we knew we would be exhausted. So the kitchen, though, was orange. And I was like, I'm willing to live with Literally, it. Literally? The paint? No, everything was like honey oak that had aged, and so it turned orange. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I told him when we bought the house, I was like, I can live with it. I can live with it. And every morning I'd walk in there and be like, I can live with it. <laughs> I can live with it. <laughs> that didn't last as long as I hoped it would. Yeah. So we have the, the we did the kitchen. We chose to do the kitchen instead of the bathroom, and we may eventually do the bathroom. I know a guy who can design it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely you. do the bathrooms eventually. Get you a good it's deal. It's just one on of those that. things that we it's not high on the priority list right now. Mm-mm. Mine is sort of up there. I'm wanting to get everything done before I start having kids, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty close. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope your wife knows about this. Uh, knows about what? <laughs> She's the one who came up with it. That's good. Yeah, um, she keeps, you she's order on me new about the toilet paper holders in black before we can have another child. <laughs> or she's on me about doing the shower before mm-hmm. we have to start having kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple sense. things I have to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> yep. All right. So for random pres- thoughts on Thanksgiving, we covered a lot of ground. Um, do you guys prefer plate glass mirrors or like individual circle square mirrors? You know what I'm talking about? So we're, we're back on bathrooms again? Okay. I'm um, not going to stop talking about them, ever. <laughs> when you say plate glass, are you talking about just like a cut mirror that yeah. you just glue on the wall? Yeah. I prefer framed mirrors. Framed. That's those are a little bit more stylish, I guess. Yeah. You, you, you can make a statement. Do a lot more with those than just a plate glass full-length mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends on what your, your purpose is. A full-length mirror can make the room feel bigger. So that has some advantages to it. Because we did redo our bathroom the way it's set up. We have like a vanity area that's open to our bedroom. It's kind of an interesting design. We redid that area. And I took out the the full mirror and put in two framed mirrors. Okay. I like that better. But I also have another like full length mirror. If I didn't have a full length mirror elsewhere, I would probably have kept the, Mm -hmm. the big mirror. Even though it maybe looked short and squatty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think would be some good advice you'd give to someone who's thinking about doing remodeling during the winter months? Do it. Well, besides that, <laughs> I mean, say, think about this uh, a window. A window? It's going to be cold outside. Or hot. And, or Dep- really. Depends on when you do it. Really hot, yeah. So if you're midsummer and stuff like that. Um, the thing about windows, uh, window replacements, is you're talking maybe one to two hours that that's going to be open at that because if uh, if everything goes to plan you just cut it out and put the new one in so it's not like your house is going to be open for a week yeah it's not like a it's a very fast process yeah um now if you're adding on to the house and taking down a wall yeah that's a completely different Mm. yeah for sure i don't know why anyone would do that during the holiday season yeah i don't see a whole lot of people doing it but some yeah, people do. Yeah, most people don't take on projects like that this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if know, you wanted to and you guys were out of town and make it easier, you guys come back to a brand new bathroom. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. As of, <laughs> you know, as I've been calling and letting people know when we're coming, and like this week has been a little bit interesting because the guys being off on Thursday, you can't start a job on Wednesday and have someone's bathroom incomplete over the holiday. Mm-hmm. It's created, you know, some... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, issues for sure. pretty typical for this time of year. Um, people are busy traveling, family, stuff. Um, some people, not so much. It doesn't matter to them. They just do it when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we almost always see a pretty large uptick at the first of the year. People have been putting it off until, well, we'll just wait till the first of the year. Mm-hmm. And then things shoot off. I see. Yeah, Yeah, but if you want to have it done at the first of the year, you have to get it in process before then. Yep, very so. true. Very true. Not, I mean, not even only with our company. Everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the the more customized products you need, the the longer lead time you're going to have. That's so a good point. It's always That's good. That's a to, great point. To have it set up, and we can always just schedule to have it installed at a certain date, if as long as it's in our our window of opportunity of when we can install. Like we know we have so much work, we would put you at the end of that. But if you say, hey, look, I want to go ahead and order it, and I can't have you come until the first week of February, even though we may be at mid-January, we could put you on that week. We could come in the first week of February. Um, just whatever works best. If we do it far enough ahead of time, you have a lot more flexibility with your install schedule. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. What is one thing you guys want to do starting January, New Year's resolution, to improve uh, customer experience? Mm. I'm working on a big project. Yeah, that would probably be the biggest thing. Um, <clears throat> if you want to talk about that, you can. Well, we just, right now, um, as as we are working on our processes to make them with our sales system, in conjunction with our sales system, mm-hmm. making sure that our workflow is, is adequate and keeps people informed, um, we have a couple of steps we take right now. But with some of the um, things I'm helping build out for the company, the sales system, when the contract is signed, it goes into our sales system. I put it in an electronic bucket. And once we've passed the right of rescission in the contract, it gets moved to the next bucket. And so then they would automatically get an email, congratulations, your contract is now binding. And then once we have put it in that bucket, that bucket will be like orders to be placed. And then once it's in that bucket, they would get an email saying, hey, your order is being placed this week. And then when we move That's it, cool. your order has been placed, yeah. and now we're waiting for it to be shipped. And so I can, like, have it um, automatically send um, just, you know, little updates. And that's always kind of fun if you can kind of track a little, you know, yeah. timeline of when your product is ordered. Everyone. It's going to yeah. be fun, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm working on some of those gotcha. type of projects just to keep people so more informed. be looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think overall the goal is to just make things smoother. Yeah. Better systems. Less things falling through the cracks, you know, it's always just tweaking things, improving them, getting them better. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think communication is always one of the biggest ones. So that's kind of our focus next year is making sure they get updates Mm -hmm. and, um, everyone has a clearer picture of what needs to happen, what's going on with the project. Mm -hmm. Um, because as you get more and more projects, it's hard to keep track of all the little details. Mm-hmm. So that's part of what our system is going forward next year right. is making sure none of that stuff falls through the cracks. Gotcha. Um, do you think that this type of business is good, uh, specifically on the construction side, like in installation side? Do you think this mm-hmm. business is kind of good for um, a specific age range or um, experience level? Or do you think this is a good enough, we have a good enough um I guess foundation that we can take on no experienced people and train them. Oh, so you're talking about people actually working with us. Yes. I see. Um, so your question is like the type of work we do. What, what much, kind of experience, experience level? Yeah. Do you think that we need, or do you think that someone straight out of high school, 18 could, come work for us. Is this a system that you think is close enough to being repeatable? We're getting there. Um, there still is some training that would need to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some of our products that you could install with, um, it's not like you have to have 10 years experience, you know, it, it's something right. that could be taught. It would still and need some very specific training. Yeah. If you're teachable and have, um, a lot of construction is just kind of common sense type skills and spatial awareness, like this is gonna fit here and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still a good bit to learn. There's um, a good bit of math involved. Yeah. 
Yeah, like a little math, a little geometry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Action going. To really excel at anything, like you have to just do it a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many times. Which is over. part of the reason we're trying to work on making sure that we have systems in place that is the same information is given to clients. So that way the same information is repeatedly given to our installers so they can improve their processes mm-hmm. as they work through a job. Yep. Because the more they do the same thing, they'll they'll increase their skills. So True. Yeah, I would say it would probably take um, a good six months to a year if you were completely green and didn't know anything um, to have you installing, say, a shower system or replacing a window. Yeah, that's not too bad of an outlook. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on how, how bad you want to learn. Yeah. That's the key factor mm-hmm. if you're teachable. Well, coachable. and I, I think it's a good, not only a good trade and skill to learn because it's um, something not a whole lot of people want to do today, which makes you more valuable if your scarcity is value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or you could go to college for four years and then try to look for a job that you try to get a degree in and then they're basically not hiring. And then when you do, you're like the newbie anyways. And it'll take mm-hmm. another four years to get any sort of status. Yeah. Whereas this, it's kind of the real deal. Well, trades are, are becoming higher in demand, yes, especially in this geographical area. Yep. We're really suffering a shortage of skilled tradespeople. I mean, that's been some of the initiatives that the Home Builders Associations have been working on for mm-hmm. the last 10 years, it, particularly the last 10 years. I've seen a bigger push in it. But even before then, we had a lot of uh, tradespeople are reaching retirement age, and so it's getting more and more difficult mm-hmm. to find people to come in, quality work, into your home. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, any other random questions before we end? <laughs> Anything on your mind? No, not at all. I think we uh, covered quite some bit. We, we did, yeah. A good couple different questions. No specific title or genre, really. Yeah, so if you're still listening to us, thank you. Thank you. You stuck it out. From the bottom <laughs> of our hearts. Make sure, again, to like, subscribe, share it, love it. We'd actually like to know who you are if you stayed with us this long. That's true. <laughs> if you stayed with us this long, call me your name. <laughs> we'll send you a thank you card. We'll send you a thank you. <laughs> yes, we will. No, we uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, stay tuned uh, for the next episode of New House, Sam Address. We appreciate you guys. See you. Bye. Bye.